Did you know that Minecraft was originally called Cave Game when it was made in 2009? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears to some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 183. My name's Gareth Bryan. I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. Neil Watson. How are you doing, Neil? Hello, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? You were shocked then, weren't you? I got you surprised you. A little bit. A bit bored. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> and I'm waiting for two hours. <laughs> and my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hello, Gareth. I'm okay. I'm not bored. I mean, I've found ways of entertaining myself while we've been waiting for the third <laughs> member of our. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, you know. <sighs> and I'm my virtual opposite, <laughs> straight in from work, is Mr. Dan Edwards. How are you doing, Dan? Good evening, how are you? And I'm within my allotted time of 10 to 15 minutes late, I must say. So, Paul, as long as you're not going blind over there, then we're all right. Good. There we go. Yeah, I'm definitely not going blind, mate. Um, that's good. Let's talk about our weeks. What have we been doing? Let's start with uh, Neil. What have you been doing? What exciting stuff? Oh, I knew you'd start with me. I haven't really been doing anything apart from working. You watched anything? I, I, have I watched anything? <laughs> no, I don't think I've watched anything either. Oh no! So you done, um, done nothing? Anything exciting? No. I I watched the um. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. I think it's on Netflix, maybe about Tyson Fury. I've watched that seven or eight episodes of that. Oh. Um, like at home with Tyson Fury, I quite enjoyed that just for kicking back at ten o'clock at night, trying to fall asleep. Um. But no, I haven't. I haven't been watching anything. That's good. Or doing anything? You watch that? Yeah. It's fine. That's yeah, good. I did watch it. Yeah, yeah. Any good? Would I recommend it? Ask me if I'd recommend. Would it. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of journalism. endorsement. Good. Um, <laughs> who's next? Let's go to Paul. Paul, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Well, since the last time I saw, I think the last time I spoke to you, I was actually on holiday in Edinburgh. Mm. Um, so this week it's uh, a case of back to life, back to reality. Um, and yeah, just doing all of the work, playing with my virtual servers again, because I need to move them all about again. So, uh, that's always good fun. And that's about it. I'm just as exciting as Neil. I've not watched oh, anything. You too. So, terrible. Darren, come on, bring us out of this funk. What have you been doing? Oh, I'm glad I drove back at 70 miles an hour all the way home for this. And um, so <laughs> I through the streets of Nottingham. I, I, <laughs> I uh, avoided the show for Nottingham all the way. No, I um, met some friends. Uh, me and Ram met some friends of ours on Sunday. Had a Sunday off together, which doesn't happen very often with me working in retail. And we went to the board game cafe in Nottingham and had a few drinks and played a few board games like Pandemic, if you've ever played that. And one similar to that um, called Forgotten Island, where essentially events happen and you've got to work as a team to collect all the artifacts and artifacts rather, yeah, a helicopter out of there. So all good fun. Nice way to catch up with people. 
and then just um, working and drinking wine, really. Um, I'm off on holiday Saturday is my last day for eight days, so I'm looking forward to having some time off next week. Oh, good. And this board game cafe, do you play with strangers or just friends? Oh, no, no, I don't have the confidence for that, no. So um, you you basically, you can join as a member and get a discount and you pay like a table cover and they have an insane amount of board games just in on shelves all around and they do like coffee and pizza and stuff. So it's just a nice way to spend an afternoon really, especially when the weather's rubbish yeah. and they've got every game you can imagine, including the million different versions of Monopoly as well. So, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good fun. Yeah. Do they have Guess Who? They do, I think they do. Yeah, we've not played Mouse it. Trap. I've not looked for it, but... Yes, I've seen Mousetrap. Oh, yeah. Mousetrap. Oh, I used to love that. Good. They go from those type of games to, like, games that will take hours and hours and hours to play as well, but they also... Um, it doubles up as a workspace so you can rent you know a little private room and stuff and it's it's a it's a good space to be fair so yeah we like going there every now and then mousetrap i just remember taking hours to set up i can't remember anything about the game yeah and then you get bored of it very quickly don't you <laughs> yeah. don't know what you had yeah, to the do. stupid cage doesn't fall down yeah. and etc etc yeah yeah um, not a patch on video games eh? no no if only there was a video game version Mm. There's a gap in the market. Yeah, there you go. Good. Okay. That's that's uh, that's your holiday. That's great. If you're listening, I'll yeah. get programming. Don't yeah. you don't hold your breath. Good. <laughs> um, I've been away. I've been on holiday. I've been to Norfolk, um, and I went drove there on the, on purpose. Yeah, to, on the storm, whatever it was, storm. Kieran. 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 I was going to say Chantel. Storm Chantel. <laughs> uh, um... That was an entirely different uh, story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we drove there. That was nice. And we've so been there. And I've been watching. I've been watching a thing called on Netflix called Bodies, which is a a uh, eight part series based on a graphic novel. Um, Stephen Graham's in it, and it's like a time traveling um, thriller which is quite good. Um, and, but there's a really great film on Netflix that's called, if you like your horror films, called Talk To Me, uh, Australian horror film. Really short, brilliantly. Have you seen it, Darren? Yeah, me it's and Ryan so went to good. It, and oh. we were so surprised at how much we enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's brilliant. The best, mm. One of the best endings. Really, Wait, when really you say it's really short, how short? Hour and 25. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, watch it. It's good. It's very good. Um, Quite quite frightening, but in a good way. Very really well done. Um, but we're back. We're here. We've got games we're going to talk about now. I'm looking desperately down my list when I'm saying this. Have we got games? Yes, we have. We do. <laughs> We've got loads of games. Um, All the games. Neil, you're going to... No, let's start with... No, yeah, start with Neil. Let's start with Neil. What have you got, Neil? What's your first one? Um, My first one is WRC. So EA Sports have taken on the... World Rally Championships license, um, taking it over from Milestone, who have had it for core, cool, it must be a good decade at least. Um, they never really went anywhere with it. Occasionally they would have a half decent effort, and then the year after that it would be a bit rubbish again. Um, so it's good that EA have now got it because rally racing, uh, it's not as good as Formula One obviously but it's it's very thrilling it's very exciting it's it's full of crashes it's full of dirt 
whatever you want, really. Um, and they've done a really good job of this one, actually. Uh, it's got the Codemasters team involved as well. Who, Paul, come in here? Were they behind Colin McRae Rally? Uh, yes, I believe back they were in the back day. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And basically, if Cody stick their name to a racer, it's normally pretty decent. Um, mm. And this one is exactly that. So it's good to see the, the WRC license being used kind of properly and EA not so far putting too much of their kind of monetization stamp on things which is also quite nice to see um but yeah if you like rally um and you've been kind of holding out for a decent rally game for the last 10 years or milestone have messed around with it uh this is the one for you oh good now when you when you said uh paul come in here i imagine the two of you sort of living in a sort of bed set and Paul was in the other room on the podcast. He would say, Paul, come in here. And I thought, and I imagine, yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm actually outside in his garden. <laughs> yes. I imagine Paul I'm, just, I'm just utilising Paul's vast knowledge of racing games ah, from good. Uh, the year 2002, yeah. probably. Yeah, I'm pretty certain they were. They were behind Colin McRae, weren't they? I'm pretty sure they were, yeah. into dirt, didn't they? And uh, I think yeah. back in the day they did uh, Tocker as well, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. I remember yeah. Tucker, so, yeah. I had um, V Rally, which was I think Infograms's kind of rival mm-hmm. that was on the PlayStation, which wasn't quite as good, I didn't think. No, yeah. it wasn't quite as good. But uh, uh, can I ask you a couple of questions, Neil, about this WRC? On, is man. it is it only modern cars, or have they shoehorned like the classic Impressors and stuff in? No, no, no. They've got everything in there. Everything that you associate with Rally over the last what thirty years, maybe. I was just going to say, I think the new cars are a bit meh compared to like the old ones. You know, like well, the I classic Impressors and Evos been, and stuff. I've been enjoying racing around in a little um, Hyundai uh, Nionic, I think it was. Hyundai Nionic, um, but they've got the Impressor in there. They've got a load of, um, is it Group, what is it, Group? B. The group B group stuff. B the stuff, yeah. Audi Quattro and that. Yep, yep, yep. Got that as well. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's it's um it's good, and you can you can destroy your cars pretty much. You can total your cars, and they will fall off. So even driving in like a bonnet cam or a bumper view, you'll you'll be piling down a gravel straight, and suddenly you'll see your bonnet go flying off, or the the wing will go flying off. Um, yeah, it's it's very good. Best racing game um, of the year? No. No. Crew two? Because because no. No, Crew two was a long <laughs> the while. The crew ago, didn't but... come out this year. We keep telling them. Oh yeah, this. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, the crew motorfest is the best racing game of the year. Mm-hmm. Apart um, from Forza Motorsport. That's probably followed by Forza Motorsport. And then it's not though, is it? And, and then this, I guess. Oh, yeah. There you go. I have a question before you two start brawling over <laughs> the best game. Um, Just you wait what? till I get in the house out the garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep in the garden tonight. Um, what? How is weather realised? Something I used to love about the old rally games is the different conditions you would race in. So how's that? Yeah. Like, say? Pretty, like, like I say, pretty much whatever you want in a rally game is there. So. And cool. you can go to the different locations, and they'll all be set up with different weather, um, weather forecasts, patterns, whatever it would be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's all it's all covered. 
So it looks good. Nice. Good. What about night. Oh, Sorry, I, I haven't finished yet. Oh my god. What What about night racing? Night racing. I is that in there? There is. I don't think oh. there is. No, I will have to check. But that um, was something I enjoyed about Dirt Two, was you could do night races, and if you crashed and smashed your headlights, then you were screwed because you couldn't see where you were going. Yeah, no, it I was, don't think it was pretty clever. I, I, I don't remember seeing it anyway. So. Well, that's disappointing. It's Good. definitely gone down a few notches now. Well, you two can chat about this later in the shared living area. Over a couple of, <laughs> couple of pot noodles. I've never had a pot noodle. Ah. You've oh. never had a pot noodle? You've never lived, mate. No, no, no. Uh, good. Paul, what have you got? What's your first one? Well, I'd like to carry on talking about WRC, no. if you don't mind. Yeah, no, come on. Um, okay, my first one. I'll mention in briefly in passing Remnant 2 which I have recently acquired and following on the strength of Dobbo's um, review about it, I thought I'd best give this a try since it's coming up to game of the year time. And it is bloody good. It's very, very good indeed. But I'll talk about a game that I'm looking at for review. And I'm going to start with a game called The Crown of Woo, which is a, a game based on the old Chinese folk tale. You know, the journey to the West mm. with the Monkey King and all that stuff. Um, and it's it's a new sort of imagining of that story where you actually play as the, the Monkey King himself and you've got to go and get your crown back, basically, hence the name. Um, and what it is is a third-person kind of action, fighting, platform, puzzling game. And the puzzles in it are really quite good. They're quite tricky. I mean, you don't need to be a Mensa member to uh, to manage it, but the puzzles are pretty good. But unfortunately, the combat is weak. There's no feel to it. You don't feel like you're fighting. You know how in a game like Dark Souls, you feel like you're swinging a big sword around? In this, you just don't. It's just all very lightweight and fluffy almost. Um, and the platforming is pretty poor as well because the Monkey King in this game has got the weirdest animation you've ever seen. He looks like he's desperate for a poo if you want to uh, be really vulgar about it. He just sort of runs around and then jumps and then, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's tricky. Um, so although the puzzles are good, the rest of it's poor and even though the game is apparently optimised for Series X and S consoles, it doesn't look like it would make an Xbox 360 break a sweat. So, yeah, all in all, not that impressed with it, to be fair. The uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West from the old 360 days was a much better monkey game. That's a good game. That's a really good game. That's a very good game. So, yes, there you go. The review's live on the site now. Um, what have you given and it? I gave it a two and a half. Mm. Okay, good. Um, you go. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to do all that and then say four and a half, did you? Well, we don't know you. Let's <laughs> let's go on to. <laughs> I'm just believe. amazed you actually got it right. Normally, you say say one thing and you reviewed it something. Well, yeah, different. you know, I, I, I yeah. gave it I gave it a number. <laughs> just pick one. Uh, Darren, what's your game? Uh, so my first game, we did come on to it briefly at the end of last week's podcast because we were doing our um, preview of November. Oh, yeah, you but it's it. Tycoon. Sorry, no. 
adventures deluxe yeah <laughs> um so not really changed since um last week the reviews up and live um and it's it's one of those franchises that just reminds me of when i was younger and i had a pc that i could game on but it was very very simple so only very basic games like age of empires 2 and theme hospital and stuff like that and roller coaster tycoon was was one of those that i played a lot when i was younger and the roller coaster tycoon adventures game came out on the switch a few years ago and i think some people are looking at it as a spin-off because it's different to the originals even though it carries the same name and the biggest difference for me is just the target audience it's very stripped down simplified some examples where you'll build a ride and in the in the old one which was a kind of very almost like ultra realistic as far as realism can go in theme park simulators simulator for the pc you'd have to build a separate queuing area and, and manage the guests and stuff in your park this one you build a ride and as soon as you build it they're off and away on the roller coaster they walk into the front of the building and just vanish into the it's, it's there's just corners it feels like it's cut um and you can't click onto each individual guest and kind of see their insights and their thoughts and their hunger levels and all that business they just have speech bubbles pop up every now and then that give you a bit of a clue that you might need to build more toilets or ride the merry-go-round might be a bit too expensive. So I was really disappointed. And, you know, if they'd have completely rebranded it and repackaged it and aimed it at kids, it's 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 a, it's a fairly good game for that age group. I mean, it's, you know, it, I think I said in my review, you could fairly call it my first theme park simulator and it would tick all the boxes. Um, but not what I was expecting from from Roller Coaster Tycoon, unfortunately. And considering there's a lot less in it than the original, it's about thirty odd quid, which is pretty steep. <laughs> so I can't see many people rushing out to buy it when you can probably pick up a second hand copy of the original for a couple of quid from a charity shop, and it'll run off about a megabyte of RAM on your on your PC. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. What have you given it? I gave it a. Th- three i think three out of five because you know there is an audience out there for it and younger gamers will enjoy it but yeah it didn't live up to what i was hoping for right oh there you go any there's no questions about this is there dan those are questions about wrc i know that's because wrc is interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we can't just play games we're interested in. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you an interesting game that only yes. I'm interested in. Um, <laughs> the Invincible. I've I've just finished it literally about a couple of hours ago. Uh, it's a game. Was that while you were waiting for Darren to come home and get on the podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah. After I finished yeah. this game. That long, long wait. <laughs> um, the Invincible is a game that came out, I think, on Tuesday or maybe Monday or Tuesday, and it's it's based on a, a science fiction writer called Stanislaw Lem, a Polish science fiction writer. And the novel of this, he he did loads of books, but this was published in 1964. And it's it's basically you play a kind of um, a biologist in space so it's kind of set in the future and you're on this planet and you kind of wake up and you don't quite know why you're there you're in your suit and you you start to you've got in, you've got no memory but you you start to piece back your memories and it's a group of people um, who have come to this planet to kind of look for life but there's a two 
warring kind of organisations of humans. It's called the Alliance and the Commonwealth, and both these people are here. But actually, this planet holds some dark secrets about what they've done and what they're trying to protect. And so you're you're kind of following the kind of the journey of the novel in a sense, really, and trying to work out why you're there and wandering around this kind of like planet and going from place to place and trying to solve this kind of narrative. So in a sense, it has a bit of a kind of walking sim. It's very much like, a, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Firewatch is a good one, if anyone's ever played that. Um, so your your mechanics, it's kind of you, it's a little bit open world, but it's quite a linear journey. You're walking, your movement is kind of like prescribed a little bit. You have dialogue choices and you have choices in the story that you can do. Um, and there's kind of sort of little bits of things, actions to do, but you're not ever, you're not shooting stuff. Well, you are shooting stuff, but you're not really. And you're just, it's traveling through really, like a, like a Firewatch game or, or a kind of Dear Esther game. Um, and I, I'm the right person for this this thing. It looks wonderful. What's great about it is it has that 1960s space vibe to it. So even the kind of, it looks beautiful, it looks amazing. You've got these kind of like very kind of like pink kind of planet landscapes. So it looks like those kind of like visions of what people thought when they wrote these kind of like science fiction novels in the 1960s. And that includes all the space stuff as well. So all the space stuff feels like it's from that era, even though it's set way into the future. So it all feels a bit kind of analog at times as well, sort of steering wheels on things and lots of big levers and switches, which I really like. Um, I think it's great. I really enjoyed it. I think it, it's not going to be for a lot of people, and I think it's got pretty mixed reviews. Um, I think if you're looking for a lot of action and lots of kind of almost open world kind of exploring, it's not that. It's a very kind of like linear, and you're following quite. It's quite narrative heavy. But I think it's great. I love being in that world. I love kind of like following this journey and working and almost just following the novel, really. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to... It's not a five out of five. It's, it's high, but not, not, it's not one of those games. But it's, it's very, very good. Any questions? I have I've questions. Got questions. Oh, I God. have questions. Oh, my God. Go oh, full house. Go on, Darren. Oh, thank you. Um, this is kind of a game that I think I would like as well. What it as in terms of the story it's telling because i'm intrigued you said there's maybe a bit of conspiracy there or some mystery around the story say that again now and you cut out the, like, the first bit of it you went what um, what was it What's oh right again? sorry what um what genre would you describe it as in terms of the story they're telling it's definitely sci-fi <laughs> i mean that's what it is it really is sci-fi <laughs> as in as in but it's, it's sci-fi mixed with a kind of mystery as well, because mm. because the way you wake up and you don't know you're you're playing the character, and you're the same with the audience. We're trying to work out what's happened, what's happened on this planet, what happened to you, and why things went wrong. So you are kind of trying to solve a mystery all the way through. It just it, it it's like playing a novel. Yeah. Got you, Neil. Yeah. Um. I first saw this maybe three years ago. I think it popped up in one of the summer showcases maybe mm. in about 2020 21 one of the two and i thought it looked really really good the art style i think yeah is, art is great. cracking yeah yeah um but there's no combat in there is there am i right in saying that there's a little bit but it's not what you think it is no. but hardly any at all mm. would they be able to make 
the same type of game, but throw combat in. Because that's what I was expecting it to be. Instead of just being a fancy walking sim, which it is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wrote the launch article last week and I was reading up about it and whatnot. And, and it comes across as a fancy walking sim, which is which is fine for people like you, but it's not fine for people like me <laughs> and, and Paul over there on the left in the garden. Um, wouldn't go anywhere near it. But put some guns in. Yeah. And some aliens to shoot or something, mm. and it would work. Be all over would, it. Would, yeah. yeah. Do you think they'd be able to well, it, work it as a as a, more of a shooter? Well, there are things like there's a little game that came out this year called Starfield um, that has. A... Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so no, that no, might satisfy no, your your gun and export. And it that. still has your story needs as well. I think that's the thing. Well, I, I think, think it's. I yeah. think this looks better than Starfield. Yes, it does. But mm. I think the reason it looks better because it's it's a linear journey. So they can go. This is instead yeah, of having the open world, so. they can have their set pieces and the way it looks. I mean, yeah, it, the the art style is great, but if you're, it is really story based. So you are, you've got to be into the story. If you're not into the story, do I have, to, do I have to read things and listen? You listen. You have to listen. Oh, don't yeah. like listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I would recommend it. I recommend. It. I think you'll like it. I think you'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, I might do. I'll wait. get Gemma to play it. Wait, She'll like wait it. for me. She'll like it. Yeah. Um, I'll just sit there and watch her play it. Yeah. Paul, what's your question? Um, my question. I mean, these two guys have come up with really good questions. My question is just about something you said. Really, hmm. when you said you wake up on this planet in your suit, is it like a double-breasted or <laughs> yeah. three-piece? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, my question to you two is three. Not two. I'm not dismissing Paul. Yeah, we're not, it, talk, we're not talking to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because this is, um, I quite like this is a 1964 novel and in Poland, massive science fiction writer. If you had a novel to make out of a game, if you had, if you think, I want, this is something I read and I want it to be a game, what would it be? Darren, have you got one in your head? Oh, I mean, that's a great question, isn't it? I think there's this um, James Bond game that's seemingly been in development for years and years, don't know much about it, Project 007 from IO Interactive, I think, mm-hmm. who are behind Hitman. I'd love to see them do a game based on the first novel, Casino Royale, the original, not go down the spoofy lane that they did in the 50s with David Niven, but do like a proper origin story. Um, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Neil, have you any thoughts? No, I haven't read a book since uh, I was 14. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> None for Neil. Um, My goodness. Paul, any of your Peter and Jane books um, you want to put onto the notes? Oh, there's there's <laughs> loads. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at my bookshelves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's so many games that would make cracking... Sorry, so many books that would make cracking games. Mm. Um, the Wheel of Time series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I good think point. they would be good. Yeah. Um, and there's another one um, by a chap called Brent Weeks, and he did a um, a blind. It's called the Blinding Knife series about magic, and different people can use different colours of magic depending on what their affinity is with the light and stuff. And it's really cool. Um, mm. And I think that would that would make a good uh, game as well. So, and and a little series, a little series of books I've got up there called The Witcher. I think oh, they might be. They might uh, be all right. But yeah. they might good, make good games, then, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got some books like that. I've got, like, The Essential Guide to Assassin's Creed. I've got that. Uh, Watch Dogs <laughs> Legions. I've got that. The Art of Watch Dogs. The Art of Borderlands. 
um, GCSE Science, AQA, A and B, higher. Good games. Short stories in French. Oh, good. Absolutely, that would be good. Yeah, very good. Dictionary of Science. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Radio Times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good you lot right that's good um let's talk more games neil what have you got um can i i oh, know you spoke about juice on last week didn't you i'm not allowed to speak about that um have you finished it can i just ask no because i've got review games oh. you give me loads of review games it's only like five hours long i know but you give me i've got about 10 Oh, okay. Um, Juice on is really good. Play that. Read yeah, my review it's great. as well. It's brilliant. Really it's a really it. good game. Um, yeah. Have I got one more game I can speak about? Mm. One more, I think. Um, okay. I'll just say I've been playing Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation. Oh, what's it like? Um, it's like Spider-Man 1. Good. That's what really I like. Awesome. Great. Apart from there's two people, and it really annoys me that there's two people, because <laughs> you can play as Spider-Man or you can play as Miles Morales, mm. um, and no matter so far anyway I've only played maybe a few hours tops and you go into a fight and you know like you've, you've got all the, the gang members and whatever around you and you're you're looking to string combos around and what, what and whatnot. and I'm doing that and then the other guy pops his head in and joins in I don't want that I, I want to do it myself I don't want the AI fighting for me yeah. so um, yeah so I'm not overly keen on two Spider-Men to be honest fair enough um, but but yeah, it's basically Spider-Man one, but with a couple of them. Um, anyway, the game picked up on the fact that you're not very good at it, and it thought you needed a hand. <laughs> Maybe, but in the first few fights. Well, you know, <laughs> I've seen your yeah. drive, so. <laughs> there we go. Uh, anyway, um, but the game I would like to speak about is Headbangers Rhythm Royale. Um, as you can probably tell by the the name, it's it's a new take on the battle royale kind of scene, but it's based around rhythm and music. It comes from Team Seventeen, and it has you playing as a pigeon. You know how like pigeons walk along, walk along, nodding their head. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, fit, it fits in really well as a pigeon actually into a rhythm game. So that there's kind of bits that feel like Prapper the Rapper, and it's just full of mini games where you're, you're initially thrown into a group of 30 people or however many people plus AI. Um, I was originally playing it with just AI, couldn't beat them. The game went live, some real people came in, couldn't beat them either. So I'm kind of middle of the pack. But you'll go in 30 people, play a mini game. Top 20 will go through to the next mini game, a la Fall Guys type thing. So you're looking to qualify each time. So 30, 20, 10, and 5, and then you get the winner. Um, but it it's all to do with the mini-games. And if they work, the game's great. There's a few in there that don't quite work. I think there's 23, 24 mini-games in all. I'd probably say there's only three or four of them that I don't really like. The rest of them are really good fun. And... They're not just fun, but they are funny as well. Um, so it's one of those games that you can just sit back, play for 15 minutes at a time, have a bit of a laugh to yourself. And, um, yeah, see if you can become the champion headbanger, I guess. Mm. Um, the problem is it's, it's not a free-to-play game. It's in Game Pass, 
which it has to be. But there's there's so many cosmetics, like all these games, all these battle royale games. Cosmetics is a big thing, and so I think it would probably be better if it was a free to play game. That's my only issue. Mm. Uh, anyone else had a go at this? No, it sounds interesting. No. When you said head bangers, I was expecting sweaty blokes in leather, but no, you don't get that. Amazing, but you, you can dress up as sweaty blokes in leather if you really want to. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's good. Maybe, it's maybe with a pink wig. We have a pink wig, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good. Hey, it's on Game Pass, another Game Pass one we'll talk about in a minute. Um, who is next? Let's talk with Darren. What's your last game? Uh, so my last game is Alien Hominid Invasion. So this is a sequel, I guess, um, to an original game of the same name that came out back in 2002, I think it was. Um, and it was an Xbox exclusive, um, and it was released on PC as well. And I loved it. I think it it, it gathered a cult following at the time. Um, but now, in the wonders of the modern age, it's got online multiplayer as well. So Paul and Neil very kindly jumped on to help me out yesterday. Um, and I think it's fair to say everyone had a great time. Um, <laughs> pretty sure you meant to ask us first. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no need to open a discussion at this stage. Um, I, <laughs> I love it. I, it's just, uh, it's. I think it's very charming. Um, essentially, what it is is it's a bit of a bullet hell run and gun game, um, where you are um, playing as a species of aliens who are invading the earth bit by bit. So you start on a grid map. And you take each kind of neighborhood in turn and there'll be um, like cash to collect, which you can buy upgrades for or new weapons or new skins for, for your little alien character. You'll also come across loot boxes, which when you get back to the little hideouts, you can open up and again, you'll get rewarded. And each character um, levels up through experience. So although you do like these runs, I guess it's a bit roguelite in a way because you can choose to play where you keep the loot or you can choose to play a hardcore mode where you lose everything if you die, um, but you get more experience for playing it that way. So it's just absolute chaos, really good fun, loads of different weapons, enemies, and you get different objectives thrown at you as you go through each level, and you've got a specific time to complete them. Um, and if you do two or three, then you unlock the exit, or you can continue to play to the final one to unlock loads more cash that will drop as well. Um, so I, I think it's great. It's you know good fun. Um, it's got a good sense of humour, and it's just I just think it's quite charming. So, what did you think, Neil and Paul, when you played? I think I was playing a different game. <laughs> um, I thought you might say that. <laughs> it's it's too it's, sod, it? <laughs> it's too chaotic for me. There's there's no sort of rhyme or reason to it. I like my games to have a little bit of structure, not just. Let's just throw everything on the screen at once and see what happens. Well, okay, Neil. <laughs> um, I think there is structure to it. There's that map screen, um, mm. which gives some kind of tactical consideration occasionally, doesn't yeah. it? But that's not um, the, but, that's not the main game, is uh, it? Yeah, I I know what you're saying. I know that it is, it is a bit manic, 
And there were plenty of times when I completely lost control of my character. I didn't have a clue where he was on the screen, mostly because somebody's grabbed him and he's running around by himself somewhere else. Um, but no, I thought it was all right. I wouldn't play it by myself, but I would play it with friends. Just need some friends to play it with. Oh, okay. we we'll, can. Play. we'll play with you, Neil. Oh, OK, great. Yeah, but you can play online as well. So it's got local co-op and online multiplayer. And funnily enough, when I played it on my own, I, I still really enjoyed it. But I like the old arcade shooters like Metal Slug and stuff like that as well. So yeah. I think it depends on what type of what type of games you, you enjoy. I was I'd expecting like something more. I was expecting something more along the lines of Castle Crashers, a mm. proper like side scrolling. This is this is side scrolling, but you, you're backwards and forth across quite a small area really aren't you yes yeah and it's you know uh, yeah randomly generated and there's all sorts going on from one bit to the next so it's quite high it's quite chaotic and it's quite um high highly paced i guess um but yeah, i, I yeah. think it's good for an hour or two and then I, i'll i think it's one of those that i wouldn't play for like five six hours in a row but i'd go back regularly and jump in definitely i think i'd have it on my rotation for quite a while good thanks Dan. brilliant um Paul, your last one. Hello. It's another Game Pass game. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. Um, now, this is a game by the same developers that made the Vermintide games. Mm. Um, so that game was well known for its sort of crunching melee combat. So what they've done is they've transplanted that kind of gameplay into space um, and added guns on top. So... The guns are very limited in ammo, so you'll still spend a lot of your time smashing enemies in the face with a sharpened spade. Um, and it's very, very, very co-op. Every time you start a game, you are matched with three other people, whether you like it or not. And then you have to go off and complete missions with each other. And it all works really, really well. The graphics look good. Um, the action is pretty much non-stop. Um, and I've really had quite a good time with it. I, I'm a bit of a sucker for the Warhammer games. I like the whole kind of setup, the whole story behind it all that they've got. Um, but this one, playing with other people as well, it all works really well, and it's on Game Pass. So, uh, yeah, what's it's, not to like? It's a strange one, this. This is, this is one of the big Xboxes, when the Series X, it's one of the ones they kind of like showed off and said it's come to Game Pass. Then there was a delay. Mm -hmm. And it came to PC first, and their PC had all sorts of problems. And it came, it's come now, and it, it was like, it's on, it's on today. Thank you, bye bye. <laughs> and, that, and that was it. You hate that. It was like such a weird thing. It's like I haven't really talked about it, no one's chatting about it that much. I mean, I'm quite, I'm looking forward to reading your review because there isn't that many Xbox reviews of it. It's very, um, yeah, it's gone sort of out under the radar. It sort of feels like they've just kind of like gone, let's get it out. Yeah, so I'll be looking forward to yeah. seeing it. Well, the review's live on the site, Good. so uh, knock yourself out, my friend. Good. I won't be playing. Can I ask a question? Go Two on. Questions. You, yes. can, you can, of course, my friend. Um, there's no single player at all? There doesn't seem to be. The first mission that you do, um, which sets the story up, is pretty much single player. But then mm. once you're in the main area, in the main hub, every time you go to the terminal that launches the missions... You choose your mission, and then it finds you a fire team. So I haven't okay. 
experienced it in a single player apart from that very first mission. I yeah. So while it's in Game Pass, brilliant. When yep. it comes out of Game Pass, gonna struggle, isn't it? Potentially, yes. There, mm, there's many, many, many people in there now. You've no trouble getting a uh, fire team yeah. at all at the moment. But yeah, when it comes out of Game Pass, it may be a different story. Okay. There we go. And, um, and can I just say, Warhammer, do I need to know anything about Warhammer to be able to play it? No. You need to know how to hit enemies in the face with a sharpened implement and shoot them. <laughs> I can do that. Awesome. That new Warhammer game that's going to come out next year, that's the game I'm looking forward to. Do you remember that one, Paul? One with yeah, hundreds of enemies coming yeah, yeah. through that. That's great. Um, I'm glad you didn't ask me what it's called. because no, I can't remember. But I know the one War, you're on. You know the one. Warhammer. It's called Warhammer something. Space Marine, is it that one? Mark? Could be, yeah. It was on one of the showcases sure. this summer. Yeah, it, um, it looked very good anyway. It did look very good. Um, I'm going to briefly talk about, because it's the time, Truck Driver, American Dream. Um, our reviews oh, yeah. on the site. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Gareth game. Oh my word! Um, I think it was. I think uh, Richard might have done the first truck driver, which was driving around Norway. Yeah, I think I might have done a DLC for it, and then I've taken this one on. American Dream is a kind of different one. It's the same kind of mechanics, really, um, but there's a big story attached to it. It starts off you're in the 1980s. And you're instantly, there's a tornado running through the thing and you're driving your truck with a friend and you're trying to get to safety. You get to safety and then you die, everyone dies. It's not, it's not quite clear oh. about this. <laughs> <laughs> but you assume, it isn't that clear. But you think, and then it, <laughs> it, it cuts to 2015 and your son is the son of you who you, you died, is now a truck driver, <laughs> being trained by the mate who was in the, I don't know how he survived. Anyway, so he... <laughs> So then you're, then you're basically, you're sort of 30, 30 mid-30s, you've got a wife, you've tried many jobs, as it tells you, you've been a bar person, and now you're, you're, you've, des- oh my word, that's my alarm. Oh, hello. Stop it. Oh. Um, and it's, tea um, time. Tea time. Yeah. And, um, or bedtime. <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> my medicine. My medicine. Um, and you then have to um, learn to drive a truck. And all you'll basically do is, if you think this is kind of like Euro Truck Driver Sim games that are very popular on PC, um, you basically drive from one place to another, you pick up a trailer and deliver it. And at the same time, there's about 30 hours of story, and the story consists of just basically you chatting with your mate about life, and um, and your 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 mother would ring up, and your girl, your wife would ring up, and then there'd be a sort of issue there. And uh, that's it. And you can't really go off. Go off. You can't say, "Okay, I need to go over there." So I might go this way. You can't. It's pretty. You have to go to follow the sat nav. Really, there's no. There's no ways of going off. But also, cars just suddenly appear in front of you, or cars would just suddenly go in front of you at two miles an hour for no reason, <laughs> and you can't go around them. Um, it's uh, that. That's fine. All that's fine. We've played really bad sim games before, but it's fifty quid. Wow! And that's where it's like what? But obviously, you know, anything with truck driver in as in the title, they know they're going to sell it. I think. 
it's crazy the amount yeah. of people that are interested. Well, it's not crazy the amount of people that are interested, but yeah. there needs to be some good ones. Yeah. And I, I, I think that Euro Truck or whatever on PC yeah, is going to yeah. be really Maybe good. Great, yeah. But the ones that have come over to the Xbox, like like you say, you got this one. Richard did the original truck driver, and I, I think he only gave that two out of five, maybe. Yeah. I did on the road truck driver three or four years ago. I think I gave that a one and a half. Um, I always remember, I think I said on the podcast before, actually, driving along a motorway at 60 miles an hour, and a brick wall just appeared in front of me, literally <laughs> just appeared in front of me, and I just stopped, bang, stopped, hit this brick wall, couldn't do anything. That was it. Wow. Why is there a brick wall on a motorway? Wow. But, um, yeah, there needs to be some good ones on yeah. console. Yeah, it's they've got to do it. And not at 50 quid. That's no, that's crazy. mad. That's mad, yeah. So it's not great. Um, oh. There you go. Sorry to lose your American dreams. Um, let's let's talk about some news. There's not much news, but we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, today, um, about a couple of hours before we did this, um, Bioware have released a Mass Effect 4 teaser video on N7 Day, whatever the hell that is. Um, so if you want to watch that, it's uh, six seconds long. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have a look Christ. at, have a look at that. Um, doesn't really say. I should have clicked in it. I thought, no, I don't really care, so I didn't bother. No. Six seconds long. I That's think it's bad. about six seconds. Yeah. Um, there's some clues in everyone. I don't want to. It's some code stuff. But I forgot about Mass Effect Four. I even forgot that was a thing. And yeah. So. Yeah, it always pop, pops up on uh, this day of the year, doesn't it? So yeah. They got to do something. Um, another bit of news before we get to it is survival. Ark Survival. It's um, it's got a release date on Xbox. It's coming out on the fourteenth of November next um, week. Yeah, that's a, that is a big game, isn't it? I mean, it's on mm, Unreal Engine yeah. Five. It's uh, people got it on PC. It's a mess at the moment. I think <laughs> like the first one was um, on Steam, but I think the PlayStation is going to be delayed. They're in trouble with their version, but the Xbox is all up and coming. I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it? There's always a Game Pass game. I believe um, so. Yeah. Is it early access as well? Like they did with the first game? Because that was in must be, early yeah. access for years. It's got to be, isn't it? Um, that'd be fun. I mean, I think I might have reviewed a version of this <laughs> at some point in the past. You might, yeah, yeah you may it, it's fine. I mean, I'm quite interested to see anything with Unreal Engine 5. It's always a good thing, but I'll have a look at it. But yeah, it's coming out on 14th. Um, Game Pass. Um, I think you did. You mention this, Neil Darren. It's um, it's it's had a quite a, quite a lot of games have come out in the last uh, month or so. We've got like Neil said, Hairbangers, Just Sun, War Tales, Thirsty Sweets, um, FM Twenty Four, Dragons Fall. These are coming out. Wild Hearts, Coral Island, RoboQuest. Now we've got Ark Survival, and before that, of course, we had Starfield, um, Life of Liza P. And uh, Forza, Forza, yeah, Cocoon, yeah, Cocoon, of course, yeah. It's um, it has been a good year. What's been your favorite games this year on Game Pass that we can think? Can you imagine, Neil? You got ones you loved, Planet of Lana, mm. yeah, that, that went Game Pass, didn't it? Yeah, um, that was brilliant. Uh, Starfield's obviously going to be out there, but uh, is it? Is it one of the best games? Probably. Last case of um, Ben Fox. Paul, did you review that? I did, yeah. Benedict Fox, please. <laughs> Benedict, sorry. 
Uh, what else did we have? Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm just reading off mm-hmm. there, a little bit of a list now, picking out some good ones. Uh, Civ 6 went into Game Pass as well. That's a brilliant game. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a few. I, I personally would say probably Planet of Lana. I thought that was yeah. really, really good. Really good. Really good. Um, Darren, I think I know what you're going to say. What's your favourite one? Yeah, I mean, I won't repeat myself too much, but Cocoon definitely um, deserves all, you know, loads of attention because it's a beautiful little game. But I, games that are on there, that I think It Takes Two was added this year, which I played Ooh, yeah. um, when it came out, mm. and that is a must-play. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. And I think if, if people haven't looked at it already, Psychonauts 2 I thought was excellent. That's on there. So there are a couple I would shout out that um, are worth going back and playing if people haven't played them. What about you, Paul? Um, well, year? mine are all fairly recent, to be mm, fair. Yeah, uh, Lies of P and Forza Motorsport, for me, because they're, they're just outstanding games, and you get to play them practically for nothing. Uh, Lies of P was fantastic. It's one of the only sort of Souls-likes that I finished and then went, right, I'm doing it again. There's another ending to get. I went straight back in. Um, and Forza Motorsport it just keeps giving. I mean, even when I have to play with Neil and Darren, it's pretty good. So when we get a game, that is. Yeah. Well, it's still yeah. A bit, the, 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 the online, yeah, it? the online's yeah. not. It's it's actually got worse. Weirdly, oh. <laughs> when I when yeah, I reviewed yeah. it, it was it fine. Um, it's um, gone downhill for some reason, which isn't normally the way it works. But there is a new big patch in coming soon that's going to add some extra tracks as well. Is it going to make it so, more interesting? Um, um, it, it's it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, fine. I mean, obviously, guns, it, can't guns on compare, the roof. <laughs> it can't compare with a 1960s sci-fi walking simulator. Um, but, you know, if you like cars, then it's a cracking game. So good. you like walking, I like driving. Good. There you go. Um, what have I got in Game Pass? The I think playing Lana Cocoon. Um, I'm going to say Dead Space because that's just come out, hasn't it? The remake for that on oh, Game Pass. Yeah, it's, um, yeah really that's worth. Just, if you haven't played that, it's great. Yeah, um, Starfield, of course. I think. Um, yeah, some really. I mean, it's been a great year. It's great. What's come? What's the big? Oh, we won't talk about next year at all. We'll wait. We'll wait till that next month or so. Um, but lots of really great stuff. I've got too many, there's too many games at the moment. I am struggling a little bit. Um, but I still one more. Um, <laughs> Hello. Sounds like me in the car for uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, did you... I'm sure Neil can find you some games to review, mate. Don't you worry. I know. We have got loads. Um, let's talk about, can we talk about the, um, did you see my little thing I put there about us poor actors, about the Starfield actors speaking out about Microsoft's AI decision? Um, yes, I did. Think, yeah. that. Any any thoughts on that? So basically, it's about the NPCs, which are which in games, is the idea is that you'll probably have AIs. We've talked about this before in here that any NPCs you you meet, there might be AIs that will come up with a script for them. So they will be saying things like "Hi, yeah, get out of my way" or stuff like this, and they may be voiced by. Um, voice actors, this is one of the reasons the actors have been on strike in America as well, one of the reasons, and as well as the right strike about all this, and Microsoft, and we talked about this before, with, remember that video I talked about, there was a demo when someone had sort of like open world GTA thing, talking about NPCs, uh, and yeah. you could go up and talk yeah. to them, yeah. Um, so one of the actors who's, 
you know, done quite a bit. He's um, played in uh, the Desex stuff and the Starfield, and a few of them have said, you know, he said, I've said it for years now, if you want to start a voice acting career, don't bother in, in video games. And other people have said, mm-hmm. this is scary. Um, recording NPCs, how many voice actors cut their teeth in the industry. Of course, this is for me, this is my sort of industry and where I'm going, I've, you know, I'm appalled by this, but do you think people not in the industry are worried about this? Is it a problem? Do they agree with the AI stuff? I'm just interested. Um, who wants to chip in? I'm happy to, to kick off. I think, um, I think, I think not as many people potentially are as they should be. I think it might be a bit of a something that's bubbling underneath the surface because the game industry, we've had loads of great games this year, but there's been a lot of job losses, restructures in studios as well. Mm-hmm. And I think this is only going to add to that potential threat as any industry, as they look to be more efficient. Um, it's worrying for actors and the creativity as well. So I, I think that this is a bit of a slow burner that's going to going to gather pace over the next few months and maybe years but um i am quietly concerned about it yeah neil um can i just jump in what dara said actually um about half an hour before we started recording this ubisoft announced that they are um getting rid of another 120 odd employees from their um from their montreal uh, base which only equates to I think it was two percent or something like that mm. of their of their base, but still it's 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 still others that are going, isn't it? And they've cut quite mm. a lot, haven't they? Ubisoft just recent months. Um really AI thing, it's coming. I understand it's a problem. I don't really know until it I d I don't know. I don't know. I think they're there's a place for the AI. I don't want to see it taking everybody's jobs because the, you, you turn Sky News on or BBC News on, it's taking everybody's jobs, mm. literally everybody's jobs mm. within the next 20 years or whatever. Mm. Um, it will take some jobs, but I don't, I don't see it being a massive issue at the moment. It might be. It mm. could be an issue. Um, what do you think, Paul? Um, I'm wondering, um, the article wasn't awfully clear. Is is it that they're objecting to the the scripts being written by the AI, or are the AI going to do the voices as well? Both. Ah, right. Well, that's but a what, different... What but not, not, that not for all of well, it. Not for all of if, it. If it's just that the, the AI is writing the script then the voice actors probably wouldn't be that up in arms about it. But the script, script writers would. would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I just want because that was one of the things that they were on about in America, wasn't it? That the AI can take actors and sort of recreate their voices from performances they've already given. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So the biggest problem in so, the yeah, act- they could, acting industry... wouldn't be doing it. Every person you go, if you do a film job, and my agents recently said in their thing, if anyone asks you to do a scam or you're filming, don't do it. So they're trying to, most film production companies are trying to scan you so they can use your likenesses later in the, in the process. And this is the worrying thing. Like we, I know we're 
dangerously getting close to political grounds. But there's been talk That's about not AI like you. and I know, right? Uh, and how you <laughs> regulate it because social media blew up and nobody really knew how to regulate it, and it was all user-driven content, and it and it became this massive thing, and now it's the root of all evil, according to most people. Um, and only if you go on the, there. Only if you go on there. Um, follow me on threads. No, I'm not on threads. And it's, uh, <laughs> I'm on threads. It, they're worried about it happening again. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll chat about that at the end of the podcast, because we do every week. Um, but they're worried about that happening again. But this time, because AI is such a powerful force, like how far will that go if they don't put regulation in? And how much will it threaten people's careers? Like, you know, you're getting advice from from that agent. I mean, how many other scenarios will people need to be careful around in case they get, you know, their likeness used without their permission is quite a scary thought, I think. Mm, absolutely. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see where I think the the, the big people have to come out and talk about it. So the, the companies, and I think probably all the companies are going, mm, maybe we can use this and we can, I don't think they're going to use it to get rid of some of the main characters when you see the story, but it is the, it's Grand Theft Auto when you're walking about in your bumper into someone on the street and go, get out of here. It's that kind of stuff. Isn't mm. um, and then like this is. But on can I, just, just what you say there, if it allows them to fill the world with even more NPCs mm. and make make that world even more alive, mm. and they wouldn't be able to do that without using the AI, then I don't see it being a problem. That's where I think Rockstar need to come out. Um, but but do Rockstar need to come out? Why do Rockstar? Because Rockstar need to come out and go, especially with the next one coming out, and say this is what we've done. This is how we make our worlds. So we've got, we've used, yeah, we've used and that's a thousand what, actors. Yeah, exactly. They, they've done it. The rest are, the rest are AI. No, they haven't. Okay. They, they would, they would say we've used, we've used actors for all this stuff. And the reason we use actors for all this stuff is because it creates this, what exactly what you said, this living, breathing world, which they've done with Red Dead Two, so they've done with GTA Five, in which they yeah, do with GTA yeah. Six. You know, there's got to be a kind of like going. This is how you do an open world. And the reason this open world is like this and an amazing kind of place is because we, we've got we've done all this work, we've employed these people. The difference, the hardest bit now for anyone is like back when GTA three or GTA four was there, they were paying actors nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no way because agents wouldn't work with actors. They'll go, well, I'm doing a video game, and they go, oh, I don't know what that would be. They had no understanding <laughs> of the market, and they, so it was only when GTA um, four came out and the figures came out for GTA four and it made, you know. 350 million pounds and they were paying the lead actor and their equity rates which was like i think he got a couple of grand or something so it's yeah. like they went oh my god and it changed the market and then agents got and went actually so all the wages have gone up everything's gone up well not gone up it's gone what people should be paid if you're making a like we know with rocks you know with the gta6 it's that the rumor is it's a it's a two billion pound budget so you know actors will be paid properly for that and but they know they're going to make eight billion pounds on that game, so it's not going to, shouldn't be a problem. I, I hate to think, <laughs> yeah, they're going to make ridiculous yeah. amounts of money, mm. and, and we don't even know what their plans are in how they're going to monetize it as well, you know, online and stuff. So it's 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 an, yeah, it's an interesting one, it's an interesting one to see. I mean, it's 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 a start, I think, of things, and we, you know, with AI and about. Especially for, I think writers is kind of really worrying what you can do. 
But as we know, you can tell at the moment a piece of AI writing and a piece of written really good writing. At, at the moment, at the moment, the yeah. AI writing yeah. is is yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, but but so how long has it been around? Really? Mm, I know. I know. Eight yeah. months. Yeah. Eight months since it all kicked off. Yeah. And it this is. is the thing, like you hear about what it can, like the, the they've just released the kind of a Beatles song that's that couldn't be completed, and they've managed to use AI to separate mm. and isolate the different instruments in the song. And then Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr have recorded their bits in the song and completed it, and now they've released it, which is an incredible use of AI. Yeah. Um, so it is such a complicated issue, and who knows in a year's time what it will be capable of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't just say I heard that song today for the first time. Was it good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles. I was not. I was not impressed at all. No. No. There you go then. AI is not a threat. Was it? Was it? (laughs) My question though is, how long is it going to be before ChatGPT starts writing the reviews? Do you think you'd notice if uh, I submitted something that that I'd written now? Well, yeah, I would. Yeah. Hundred percent. I would notice within within two seconds. Really? Guaranteed. Yep. All right. Okay. Good. I've tried it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> there you go. Um, gentlemen, I was thinking this, for the next, this is Paul's was, last sh- uh, <laughs> last podcast, podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that for the next time I get one of those Chemco games because I'm running out of ways to say retro oh, well, style JRPG, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Chemco, yeah. so. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Um, Gentlemen, right, let's talk about what we're looking forward to next week. Um, Neil, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to playing Teardown, which looks really cool. Um, I think Richard spoke about it before, maybe, so I don't want to say too much now. Um, And getting back to the football, back at St Mary's on Saturday. So, Championship football, much better than Premier League. There you go. How are you here? Um, Darren, no VAR for a start. <laughs> no, <laughs> Darren. I know. Talk about technology. It's having a right now, isn't it? VAR. Maybe, um, maybe they could use. Why don't they use AI in, in the VAR it. stuff? Yeah, better oh. than the bloody officials. They use that. They might um, actually make a decision that's correct in that case. Yeah, so exactly. We don't want yeah. to do that. And um, I don't even care about football. And I've, <laughs> I, I've seen it on the news going. What on earth? I mean, I was watching the, the which one was it? I can't remember which club it was, but there was somebody that was absolutely robbed. Of the, and they Tottenham, got a, I think it was. No, it was this week. No. Um, oh. Ars- Arsenal, maybe. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, yeah. Newcastle, wasn't it? And the the guy, it was. It showed like three different things that were wrong, and they still went, no, 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 it's a goal. So yeah, they're all fine. <laughs> was, it's fine. I was watching it going, this is very peculiar. But anyway, good. Guna Paul, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, he loves a bit of Arsenal, but Paul. Um, Darren, what about um, you? <laughs> that's how rumours start, Gareth. <laughs> uh, I just can't believe I've just heard talk, uh, Paul talk about I know. It was like someone trying to describe football for the first time that had just been born and someone showed <laughs> yeah. him a picture. <laughs> There was there was all these fancy boys running around in short trousers and you know. Anyway, Darren, what are you what are you doing? I feel like I've fallen into a parallel universe. Um, So I'm on (laughs) I'm on 
holiday after Saturday, which is lovely. But we're going to see um, Hoax of the Fall play at Rock City in Nottingham, who are the band who double up as the old gods of Asgard in Alan Wake right. 2. So if they play the song from We Sing, then I'll be very chuffed. But um, yeah, we're going to see them. So looking forward to that. Good. Great. Um, Paul, what about you? Uh, can I just say, with you being on holiday next week, uh, da, 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 Darren, there you go. Hello, yes. Present. Uh, hi. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that that would be the ideal time for you to have a look at a motorbike racing game. Oh, I'm not uh, sure that's going to be uh, on the cards, unfortunately. I, th- I think that's that will be right up your alley, my friend. I've got a terrible um, case of flu coming on. Yeah. It, well, you just have to sit on the settee and play games. Um <laughs> What am I looking forward to next week? I've not really got much to look forward to, to be fair. Good. It's just more work and, uh, you know, just generally being miserable. So Great. That's good. Oh, Football? Brilliant. Nice. Don't, don't encourage oh, yeah, him, I'll, I'll, I'm going I'm I'm to mute, mute him in a minute. I'm, 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 he's hanging over him. How rude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally going, my, my key, it's over there now. You've got to get rid of him. Um, what am I looking forward to next week? I can't remember. I, I, nothing. I've got a biopsy. That's what I'm going to do on Monday. I know. That's sad. Is, is this Gareth's uh, medical update? Yeah, it's my medical update. I've got a biopsy. Take a bit of chunk of my face off. Um, a chunk of your face? Yeah. It's not that bad. Um, what, your face? Yeah, that's what I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the level of concern is bringing tears. Oh, I know. That's why I'm just not even going to bring it up. Um, <laughs> now, if we need to get hold of you, Darren, where can we get hold of you? To interrupt the holiday. I'm on Twitter and my handle is at Twitter. I'm Paul I am on X and Threads because Twitter doesn't exist anymore. And my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And what about you, Neil? I forgot your name then. <laughs> what about you over there? <laughs> Um, I'm Neil363 on Twitter and Instagram. Don't use Twitter. Hardly use Instagram. And then we've got the Xbox sub channels as well. So just find us all over. Yeah, brilliant. And you can find me at GB Variety and all sorts of things. But for now, gentlemen, until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of XboxHub.com. You have found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at The Xbox Hub and search for The Xbox Hub on Facebook.